Gitin Daf Yotet. The last thing we were discussing was a get that was written during the day, signed at night. And the sugya, if a person told 10 people, write a get to his wife, is it a condition that he wants all of them there in order to embarrass her? Or is it mamash, he wants all 10 of them to be ayedim? We discussed that. And with that, we are starting Yotet Amud Aleph, six lines in by the Mishnah. Bakol Kodvin, you can write a get with anything, bidyo, ink, besam, paint, besikra, a red color, ubkomos, sap from a tree, kankantom, this the 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 black shoemaker's dye, ubkodava shehu shalkama, anything permanent. However, en kodvin lobe mashkin, you can't write with the liquid, vilobe me perot, not juice, vilobe kodava shenom kayem. Anything that is not permanent, you can't write a get. You could write a get on anything. You could write on leaves of an olive tree, as long as it's already plucked off the tree. And you could even write it on a cow's horn, even if it's still connected to the cow. As long as you have to give her the entire cow. You could write that uh, get on a Ivid Kenani, Venoten Light Ivan, give her the entire Ivid. You can't write a get on something that is living, like that cow, like that slave, and you can't uh, write it on food either. So the olive uh, leaves, the, that uh, is no good. Why? Because birds eat that. So the Gemara starts Deyo ink is Deyota. Which is ink. Sam is sama, which is a yellow arsenic. It's a type of color. Sikra amara babar barhana sekartashema. It's a type of red dye. Komus is koma. That's the sap from the tree. Kan kantom amara babar barhana amar shemuel harta deushchefetz. The black dye that the shoemakers do use. Now we said anything permanent Latuye my what's that coming to add? Latuye had coming to add what said, if someone wrote a get with colored water, rainwater that got color, let's say it went on the houses and it hit the bricks and it now became reddish color, or if it hit plants and now it's a greenish color, whatever it is, blackish color. If you write with that, then it is good. Vafasa water where they crushed uh, gold nuts into it. It's also kasher. Taner bi haya ketavo ba'avar bi haya taught if you wrote the get with uh, with lead bishihor or water that had charcoal mixed into it or bishihor or just black paint kasher. Itmar hamaabir deyo al gabe sikra b'shabat. If a person wrote with ink on top of a red uh, writing, so someone wrote in red, and then he on top of that he wrote with black ink on Shabbat. They both say Hayav Stein. You have two. Hat Mishum Kotev. One because you're writing that black ink on top of the red ink is writing. Hat Mishum Mohek. The other one is because you're erasing. Because when you're writing with that black ink on top of the red ink, you're erasing the red ink. Deyo al gabe deyo, but black ink on top of black ink. Sikra al gabe sikra, the red on top of the red. Patur, because you didn't change anything, so you didn't erase what's under it, and you didn't uh, write whatever you did on top of it doesn't even count. Sikra al gabe deyo, if you put the red on top of the black. Amr le hayav, amr le patur. Some say hayav, some say patur. Amr le hayav, some say you're hayav, because at the end of the day, mohaiku, you're erasing what's under it.
meaning the black ink, you could read it better. The minute you colored red on top of it, you can't read it anymore. That's like erasing. And uh, therefore, it would be Hayav. And Amr le Patur, and some say it would be Patur, because then they, it's not called erasing, it's Mekalkelu. You're just ruining things, and ruining is not uh, Hayav on Shabbat. You have to actually erase. It has to be like real erasing. So, Witnesses, they don't know how to sign their name on the get. Can we write with them in red? And then let them sign with black ink on top of it. Meaning, we know the red ink is going to go away and the black ink is going to stay. So, and we said it would be Hayav. So, let's use it the opposite way. Let uh, We'll write their name for them and they'll just copy over it. The bottom thing will be erased and what they did on top will count. So, we're asking, Ketav Adion Ketav or Eno Ketav? Is that writing on top of writing? Is it considered a writing or not? And Amar Le, Rabbi Hanan told them, look, it's not Eno Ketav. It's not considered writing. So, Amar Le, Abba Haloli Matan Rabbi Hanan, did you teach like a Shabbat, Ketav Adion Ketav Adion Shabbat, that the top writing is considered writing like a Shabbat and you would be Hayav. So, it should work like a Shabbat also. Amar Le, so Rabbi Hanan told him, because we're comparing cases, we're saying it's like, it's as if you're going you're gonna to give a halakha like this. Even on Shabbat, if it was the time of the Beit HaMikdash, if a person wrote with the black ink on top of the red ink, we're not going to be mechayiv makorban. And all the more so, we're not going to allow this woman to go out free with the uh, with, uh, get that signed like this. So that leads us to Itamar. It was said, Witnesses who don't know how to sign their name on the get, Okay, how do we fix this? We rip a piece of paper, meaning we take a knife and we sign their, their name by making a hole into the paper. Their name is etched in. And the idiom come and they throw ink on top of that paper and their name is signed in. Sort of like a stencil. Ba'aba, write their name with lead, and they'll just write it right on top of it. So the Gemara asks, Ba'aba, salkadatach, you tell me you should do that with lead? If you wrote it with lead, or any black dye of the of the, the shoemakers, or if you used the regular black color, it's kasher. So that means it is writing. How can you say it's not real writing? So the Gemara explains, La kashia, when we said it's not considered writing, Ha that's when you're writing with the actual lead, it's not going to last. It's going to just uh, completely dissolve, it's going to get erased, and that's what's not considered writing. So if you write on top of it, it's okay. And ha but if it's water mixed in with that lead, then it will be permanent, it's going to stay. And therefore, if you write on top of it, it's not kasher. So Rab says stencil, Shmuel says the lead trick, and Rabbi Abhu Amar Milin. You could use water that they soaked gold, uh, crushed gold nuts. That water, that mixture is not considered real writing. It's not going to last, and therefore they could write just on top of it. Someone wrote it with the colored rain water or with uh, water mixed with gold nuts. It's kasher, meaning it is considered writing. So the Gemara explains, When Rabbi Abhu said that gold nut water is not considered writing, that's dafka if you put the, the you smeared gold nuts, you work the paper with gold nuts. And when he said it does count as writing, that's if you didn't put the gold nuts on the, the paper or the, or the parchment that you're writing on. 
And the idea is She'en memilin al gabe memilin Because gold not water cannot be written On top of something that already has gold not water on it Now option number four is Rafapa Amar Berok Write their name with saliva And let them write on top of it V'chen ore le Rafapa le Papa Torah Rafapa told Papa the cow salesman Berok, write it with uh, saliva and let Tairim write on top of it. But other contracts, no. We're not lenient in other contracts. And the idea is we want to make sure that she doesn't stay in Aguna. We don't need this guy running away, giving us problems. Just if we can get this done, let's get it done. There was someone who did this in other contracts. He wrote uh, the the Idim's name with saliva, had the Idim uh, right on top of it. hit him. He gave him a quote for that uh, idea. Tanya We have a brayta like Rav that you do the stencil thing. Idim Witnesses who don't know how to sign their name. We scratch out, we stencil in their name on the paper. And the, the witnesses fill in the empty part of the stencil with black ink. And When do we do the stencil thing? It's only when it comes to emancipation of a slave. Any other contract, if they know how to read and sign their name, then they could sign. If they don't know how to read and write, they're not allowed to sign. So the Gemara says, How do we get to reading? Who said they had to read? How did you get to, to reading? So the Gemara explains, Really, the, the bright house missing words, this is what it was supposed to say. Witnesses who don't know how to read what's written in the contract, so other witnesses read it for them and they sign it. Meaning, we can trust that the two people who are reading the contract for the witnesses who, is, who are signing, it, it counts. We're not going to say it's an Aid the witness in the name of a witness, it's like a really uh, like a backward sort of uh, uh, testimony. No, it's, it, it, this actually counts. And if they don't know how to read or write, then you do that stencil thing. And there he said this. That's Tafka by the gets. Because we don't want the whole Aguna thing. She's going to be stuck without the divorce, without getting married. We don't want that. But when it comes to emancipation of slaves and other contracts, if they know how to read and write, let them sign. And if they don't, then they don't sign. And why was Rabban Shimon Megamliel lenient when it comes to get of women? So Benot Israel are not going to stay stuck. Means if this guy's willing to give a get now and he's about to take a plane tomorrow or a boat tomorrow and he's not going to come back for who knows when, this girl might never be able to get married. So let's just get it done with the stencil and uh, this way she doesn't stay uh, stuck her entire life. That we're leaning when it comes to only a get of a woman. Halacha is not like Rabban Shimon Gamliel. So then who's the Halacha like Rabbanan? That they said you could even do this with other Shtarot? 
Then we said that someone did this with the stencil of the other contract, and Afkana hit him, he gave him a coat. So the Gemara explains, You have to explain what Rav Gamda said, That's Legabe, the reading, the Aidim who know how to sign, just don't know how to read. So what do you do? You have other witnesses read for them, and that's Kasher like Rabbanan. But if they don't know how to sign, then Rav Gamda would also admit, like Rav Kana, the Halachazak Rabban Shemun Gamliel, that we could be lenient by a get of a woman, but it's no good in other Hishtarot. And the Gemara says a story, Rav Yehuda, Mitzta'ir, Kari, Vihatim. Rav Yehuda, as he got older, had a hard time seeing, but he squinted his eyes, he worked harder just to be able to read it and signed an Amar Le'ula, Lot Shrikhat, you don't have to press yourself to read it like that. Rebil Azar was the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael. Aidim would read for him and he would sign. Same thing. The Sofrim of the Dayanim would read for him the Psak Din. And he would sign. This is he was the Hatan, he was the son-in-law of the Resh Kaluta, and he was put there to judge in his name. The Sofrim who had fear from him, they wouldn't lie in front of him. It's something that if they would find out, they would get punished. But if it was Rav Nahman with other Sofrim, or these Sofrim, with a different Rabbi, lo, we wouldn't be able to trust. Really, they have to know how to read and understand, sign their name. And this is the Afghan. Other contracts, but I get of a woman, no, we can be lenient. When a Persian contract or document would come in front of Rav Papa, the Avid Barakaut Shel Kutinda was done in civil court. So what would he do is, He would call two Kutim, this one not in front of the other, and to see that maybe someone is messing around with something, and again, it's just telling them to read it without actually telling them what it is. They're speaking off hand, they don't know they're actually giving a testimony that money's going to be collected with this, he would find out if they're both saying the same thing, then then not only that, he would collect payment with that document, even from lien the property, property that's already been sold, he would take back whatever was sold, he would seize the property based on these two kutim who are talking offhandedly. And Amar Avashe Amar Di Rav Hunaba Natan Hachi Amar Amemor. This is what Amemar told me. Haishtara Parsa. These Persian documents, the Hatime Ale Sade Israel, that Jewish witnesses are signed on it. Magbinan Beme Mishabede. We could even collect payments from from property that was already sold. Vehalo Yadel Mikre. But if they don't know how to read Persian, how could they kosher that? So the command is not bad. We're talking about uh, the witnesses who also know how to read uh, Persian. Don't we need writing that cannot be plagiarized? And we don't have that. Because usually the Persian contracts are written on a paper that you could erase, you could mess around with. The Gemara says, no, but the Afitzan, that there is gold nuts, and if the, anything is erased, you could see where it's erased, and you could see that it's messed up. 
We also need that at the last line of the document to go back and sum up what's in what's written all over the document. And you don't have that with Persian documents. And the Gemara says, I guess it's a Persian contract that was written by someone who knows. And he summed up everything in the last line. So what's the Hidush? Of course it should be kosher. What's the problem? You come and tell me the Chol Hashon Kasher that any, any language is kosher for a contract? It's written. I get that was written in Hebrew and the witnesses signed in Greek. Or Yevanit Or if it was written in Greek and it was signed in Hebrew. Kasher. And here we have it. You have a Mishnah. So what's the point of Amemor? So like Max explains, I would told that Tavka get. But maybe with other contracts, maybe it wouldn't work. that it does work. Meaning not just by Gitin, because we're worried about Aguna and all that stuff. Even regular contracts, it should also be Kasher. And Amar Shemuel Natan Laniyar Halak, if a husband gave his wife an empty piece of paper, Meaning, we couldn't tell what's written on it. And we're talking about where the witnesses who saw him give it to her were standing from far and looked like an empty piece of paper. But if they would come close, there's something written on it, a sort of thing. But by the time they get over there, it, it would get, there's it, possibility for it to get erased. So that's what we're talking about. So we couldn't really tell what happened here. So, Natan Allah, he gives her a piece of paper. And told her, this is your get. And you couldn't tell what it is or not, Megoreshet. She's divorced. Why? Because maybe he wrote that get with water that was soaked with gold nuts or, or mixed with gold nuts. So like man has a problem. How could Shmuel say that she's for sure divorced? A man gave his wife a get, told her this is your get, and she took it, she threw it to the water, she threw it to the fire, or anywhere where they got lost. It was a document saying that I owe someone money. It was a document saying that I owe someone money even though I never borrowed, or it's a document that says I owe someone money and I owed it, but it's not a get. Shit, she's still divorced. And he can't just change everything and say it was a loan document and say that wasn't a get. And the whole reason over there is because there actually, there actually is writing on that document. But if we can't see anything on that piece of paper, then she wouldn't be divorced. So how could Shmuel say she's for sure divorced? So the explains, When Shmuel said that she's divorced... We check that paper with colored water, and then we're able to see uh, if there's any letters that is uh, etched through or it's popping out, and we know that the get was written over there. So, if there's letters popping out, then oh, there was a get. And if letters are not popping out, it's not a get. So I'm ask, palit Okay, so let's say it's popping out. Who cares? Hashtahu de palit. It's only popping out now, not when he gave it to her. So the Gemara explains. Shmuel nami When Shmuel said that it's a get, he didn't really mean that it's an actual get. It means we have to worry about a get. It means she's safek megorshit. Means 
She can't go back to him, but she can't marry anybody else. She's just a safek. And Tosfot says, you don't even have to check to see if it's popping. We just uh, give a stam halacha that every time one of these type of things happen where you can't see it, that's it, safek megoreshet, and she would need another get. Or another kiddushin. And Amar Abina, Amar Li Amemor, Hachi Amar Meremor, Mishimeh Derav Edimi. This is what Meremor said in the name of Rav Dimi. Hane Betere, these two witnesses, the Aiv Gita Kamayu, that he gave the get in front of them, meaning the Aide Mesira, Tserichele Mikriye. They have to read the get before it was given, otherwise she's not divorced. And Tosfot says they could also read it afterwards. It doesn't make a difference. The Maseh, we do both. Metive, but we have a Braita, a husband who gave his wife, and he, uh, get, and he, and he told her, Hare zegitech, untalato zrakato layam, and she, she took the get, she threw it to the ocean, or the or the fire, or the chodav, or anywhere it gets lost. Then he told her, an IOU document, megoreshet, she's divorced, velokol hemenole osra. And he, she's divorced 100%, and he can't just say she's not, uh, she's not a free woman. He can't say she's an Eshetish. And if you say that the Edim have to read it, after they read that get and they saw him giving it to her, could he say that it was a Shtar Pasim or Shtar Amana? Obviously, that uh, they don't have to read that get. So the Gemara explains, that after they read that get, the, the witnesses read the get, then then he put it into his uh, clothing, let's say he put it in his suit, and his suit pocket, the apker, he took it out, maybe he switched, he really gave her a different piece of paper, he didn't give her the actual get, that we don't trust the husband, and it is a get, even if we can't see the writing afterwards. And Tosfot mentions that if he did hide it, he put it in his suit for whatever reason, that when he gives it, then the Adim have to read it again. And the Gemara says a story, A guy threw a get to his wife, between the barrels of whatever it is. And he figured, like, if I throw into her, I could get divorced without looking her in the face. But either way, they found that it was actually a mezuzah, not a get. So, to find the mezuzah between barrels is not something normal. And therefore, you have to say that he threw a mezuzah and not a get. People treat mezuzot with kavod and normal people don't throw it. So if that's the only thing we find over there, it must be that. That's tafka. If we found one mezuzah, we'll say that's what it is. Aval shalosh. If we find two, three mezuzot, the, and we only saw the, the husband throw one uh, piece of paper. You have to say that if you find mezuzot there, you probably find the other mezuzot. You could always say that since there's a place with a lot of documents, and uh, the, uh, a mouse found it, ate it, and therefore she's safek megoreshet. We're not sure what to do with her. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.